I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Stephen Dorf and alongside me as always is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN. And then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So be sure to check those out. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be covering games three and four, the most recent back-to-back in this Doc Rivers coaching exper- uh, experiment. So, uh, Hirsch, did you get a chance to watch either of these games? Yeah, I watched both of them. Uh, definitely again uh, against that Mavericks team uh you know with with Luca which is something that we weren't really sure if we were going to see or not uh definitely a pretty resilient win Steve uh we started off pretty brutal uh down 25 in the first half but ended up coming back um Giannis had had an amazing game Dame had you know he only missed one shot 10 of 11 from from the field 30 points you were asking uh for for you know Dame to kind of be more efficient to see that you know superstar version of Dame and we definitely saw it in that Mavericks game, Steve. Yeah, I mean, we definitely saw Dame's best performance as a buck. Uh, 10 of 11 shooting, 30 points. Uh, you don't really get more efficient than that. I think it was like second to Ray Allen in like most efficient like guard performances in buck history. So, you know, that's really great to see from someone who, you know, hasn't been shooting to the, you know, uh, you know, hasn't been shooting lights out like we thought he would. But great to see him, you know, just pick it up and have, you know, an explosion of a game like that. And then obviously Giannis, 48 points, double-double. Surprisingly, didn't have the rebounds to get the triple-double. That actually happened in both of these games. Um, So Giannis, you could say, is robbed of two triple-doubles. But 
Yeah, I mean, really, really good win. And something I actually noticed in this Mavs game and honestly uh, in the Jazz, AJ Green, dude, that guy, that guy's a difference maker. I mean, he came in and I felt like or I felt like he really lit or uh, started that comeback in the Mavericks game, hitting a three, making a shot. Uh, his box score plus minus was great. And he only played like six, six minutes or so. Uh, nice to see him get more minutes in this jazz game. Uh, it looks like he's starting to really earn that trust of doc rivers. However, we didn't really see any Marjan or Andre Jackson. Um, do you think that might be a sign of things to come Hirsch or just that doc say, or doc saying, or, uh, staying true to his word rather that he wants to, you know, slowly build these guys into the rotation. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely, uh, changes are coming down the pike here, Steve. Uh, we're getting really close to trade deadline and I definitely think, you know, within the next, you know, couple of days here, cause I'm pretty sure it's on the eighth, which is I believe on Friday. So they're going to need to make a move, uh, quick here before that happens. But yeah, I think Marjan and Andre Jackson are definitely available. Uh, it seems to me like doc is kind of going more with a veteran, uh, rotation, and, I mean, we even saw tonight, you know, with no Chris and no Brooke, uh, our, our rotation was cut down pretty heavily. Uh, they got our AG, you know, a couple a couple weeks before he got fired, had, you know, cut it down to a nine-man. And Doc's even, you know, using less guys off the bench. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely think that both of those guys are available for trade. Um, but I also agree with you that, you know, A.J. Green has been playing really well recently. Um, if he's going to be a guy who's a sharpshooter off the bench, hitting those explosive three point shots when we need him to, he, I mean, Steve, I don't know, like, I don't know how you think, uh, or what your opinion is on it, but the guy literally can like, he takes like any shot. He pulls up like super far away and shoots it. He doesn't really like, he's not like afraid to take shots, which I'm, I kind of like out of a, you know, a young guy that doesn't really have necessarily a carved out role on the team that he's still able to come in, be aggressive. You know, he takes fading threes from the corner. He takes, you know, pull up threes from the top of the key. You know, he's a, he's a very versatile three-point shooter. Um, and he also doesn't play really – he doesn't play a horrible defense either, which is, you know, something you'd probably expect from a guy like A.J. Green. But he's really out there trying. I mean, he's got he's got the length. He's got decent size. So, yeah, I think if A.J. Green can, you know, be, be a productive player, I could see him, you know, gobbling up some of Pat Connington's minutes down the stretch here. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, yeah, like you touched on it, the defense, dude, like uh... – I did not expect him to just go out there and be as like uh, active as he was. Uh, he played with like a, like a Giannis level intensity almost tonight. I mean, just getting in guys' faces, face guarding everyone. He had the opportunity and he didn't foul guys, which was really big. That's, you know, something a lot of young guys do is when they play a little too aggressive and too physical, they'll foul. He didn't do that. Um, also, he, also he, he also crashes the boards pretty well too. For yeah. Like you Shooting yeah, he rebounded really well. I mean, I think he just like he he's earned like a role. I think I know it's only been a game, but like every time he comes in, he's hitting shots. Uh, he clearly wants to be out there. And I think that's like, you know, a big thing that these younger guys provide is that they just play with like a chip on their shoulder. They play with this different energy like they've got nothing to lose. Uh, and I think that's like necessary, dude. I mean, yeah, I've been saying like throughout the season and like, you know, the limited glimpses that we've had of the guy that. You know, I think he can kind of carve out that Duncan Robinson style role for himself in the league. Uh, you know, Duncan Robinson wasn't the guy that was highly touted. He kind of had to make a name for himself by like his play. Uh, and when he got his opportunities, he played well. And that's kind of how he carved out, you know, a role for himself. And now he's the guy's making $18 million a year. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the path I see A.J. Green on, especially if Doc gives him the minutes. 
Uh, but out of the three young guys, Steve, it's kind of surprising that at this point, AJ Green is the guy that's, you know, playing the most out of Marjan and Andre Jackson. Yeah, I found that tonight, like, you know, in particular, you know, being that we didn't have Chris or Brooke, we had to start two of our, you know, main bench scorers in Bobby and Jay. I would have expected one of, or if not both of them, uh, them to play. Neither of them played until like that last like 37 seconds. Um, yeah, I don't know if Doc is sticking true to his word with like him actually wanting to sit there and develop these guys and, you know, slowly integrate them into like what we want to do. Or if it just means like, yeah, they are on the trade market and we're kind of just being hush hush about it. Um, but I mean, Hirsch, right now, I think a lot of guys on this bench are pretty much on the trade market. I don't or the the trade block. I don't think that Jay Crowder is uh, Bobby Portis, however, I think is someone who I, I'm not opposed to moving on from. And I understand he played great tonight. Twenty seven points, 11 of 20 shooting. But, dude, it's just like every time he gets the ball, Hirsch, like high post and then he just ball hogs it down takes that same hook shot and when it's on it's really nice but like at times he's he misses open shooters he had dame wide open in the corner today and decided to take a contested fadeaway shot in the paint he missed it would have been a huge three to you know uh keep us in that game but yeah i just i don't know if the fit is quite there especially you know being that him and brooke are both slower bigs uh i i, I don't know if he necessarily fits with this team right now yeah, I think defensively, there's definitely some problems with Bobby. There always have been. Um, and offensively, obviously, we've seen him play, you know, pretty poorly over the last, you know, couple of games here in this stretch. Uh, I agree with you. I think the majority of the bench is on the block. Uh, besides, you know, I think Jay Crowder is safe. I think Doc really likes him. And I think John Horst really likes him. Uh, and I think the fans really like him. And they should because he's a good player and we need to keep him. But with Bobby Portis's $12 million contract, uh, it's probably the most tradable asset that we currently have. Uh, and this team clearly needs to make moves. Changes need to be made. And the GM knows it. The coach knows it. Everybody knows it. And so I think it's just a matter of time before we see it. either one or both of Pat and Bobby moved. Um, we've also seen, you know, multiple reports recently that the Bucks are looking into uh, – you know, backup big men on the buyout market. Um, so, you know, that could be where the front court replacement comes from if we do end up trading Bobby uh, for one of those, you know, guards, defensive-minded uh, perimeter players. But uh, I think with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back um, and preview this upcoming road trip uh, with a game in Phoenix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back on the Boxing Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, we're going to preview uh, this upcoming game in Phoenix on Tuesday. Uh, Steve, clearly, you know, this this Suns team's got some superstar power. Um, you know, they've had, you know, injuries throughout the year, but with a team with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, uh, I'm not sure if Brad's healthy, but if he's in, you know, he's going to cause problems for us. So, oh, yeah. He's healthy. He's healthy. 
Yeah, this is this is not an exciting uh, game to be a Bucks fan, especially with our perimeter defense, Steve. But I know as of late, you know, as, since we fired AG, uh, stats been going around the internet that we are, you know, we're eighth defensively right now uh, since firing AG. So at least the defense has looked better with Doc Rivers, Steve. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, very small sample size, and I think part of that is just guys kind of being refreshed, maybe more bought into this new system. Uh, yet we're still one in three with Doc Rivers. Um, again, like with him, we got to give him time. Like, you know, it's not going to all work, magically come together in one day. Rome wasn't built in a day, but um, you would like to kind of see us not collapse down the stretch of some of these games. It was great to see us have a comeback win, but that's what we've been doing pretty much all year. Um, but yeah, moving forward to this uh, game against the Suns, Hirsch, this is, you know, one of the tougher matchups for us being that, yeah, Devin Booker and Brad Beal, healthy Kevin Durant all three of those guys are healthy right now they haven't really been able to you know get that for most of this season but it's there chemistry might not be there fully but it's a lot a lot of offensive star power uh at the two positions that we have really struggled to guard most uh and then you just stack Kevin Durant on top of that I mean it's gonna be a really really fun game to watch a lot of scoring I'm sure uh you know you need Dame to kind of show up Hopefully his ankle is feeling a little better. I know he tweaked it in tonight's game against the Jazz, but he was able to come back out and play. But yeah, I mean, this is a, a game that we're going to need Brooke to be healthy for. Or I, we're going to need him back from, I think his his wife actually just gave birth. So, hey, congrats to Brooke on, yeah, you know, the father. but we're going to need him back against these Suns because they are a really, really good offensive team, Hirsch. Yeah, I think the one thing with the Suns that we can take advantage of is, you know, their defense. Obviously, you know, their their anchor per se on defense is an old center by the name of Yusuf Nurkic, who I think Giannis is going to absolutely feast on. And then, you know, defensively, it's not like Bradley Beal, Devin Booker and, you know, Kevin Durant are an elite, uh, you know, perimeter uh, defensive core. So I think, you know, we, we should have a lot of success scoring the basketball in this game. Uh, I think it's all going to come down to, you know, which team plays better defense. And as of right now, the Bucs have some defensive momentum. But, yeah, I agree with you. This should definitely be an up-and-down game. Uh, a lot of scoring, a lot of transition. Uh, probably a lot of turnovers as well because these teams can both play very sloppy. Uh, the Suns have lost, you know, a lot of games that a lot of people think they should have won. They go into games and they play down to their opponents. And it's kind of what the Bucks have been doing all year. They play up for good uh, for big games, and they play down for bad uh, for you know lesser opponents. And, I, and both teams have been kind of similar throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they you know have it more put together for this one. Uh, I was almost close to texting you during this game against the Jazz, saying like, "Hey, this might be one of the better you know full games of basketball I'd seen." And then the last six or seven minutes happened, and we collapsed. Uh, you know, hopefully we can kind of just get those last six, seven minutes down and get a full, complete, like good game of Bucks basketball. Um, the one thing I actually want to ask you is, you know, going into this game, I mean, I know it's, you know, on Tuesday, but do you think that, you know, with trade deadline coming up, do you think that there could be a move on the horizon? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, all Bucks fans are, you know, expecting something to happen um, from the reports that I've seen it looks like they're going to be pretty aggressive, uh, but it looks like it's going to be down the stretch, uh, probably not before the deadline. It'll probably be, you know, right as the clock strikes uh, three o'clock on the deadline day, uh, they'll make the deal. But yeah, it looks like uh, we've got some some interesting targets here, Steve. So if you want to run through them, uh, we've got 
DeJounte Murray, who I think we've talked about a little bit, but we were texting about him earlier today, and it seems like you've warmed on the idea a little bit, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I think you just kind of put it into perspective because with DeJounte Murray, you know, coming into the league, the guy was known as like this defensive stopper with some, you know, offensive upside. Uh, he moves to Atlanta, and, you know, this could be just him getting a bigger role not having as much energy to use on defense or just the scheme in general, but he has not been as good of a defender. He hasn't even really been a league average defender, uh, you know, over the last two years in Atlanta. However, you know, if he were to come, come play for the Bucs, he would be our fourth or fifth scoring option, which would pretty much force him to kind of uh, play into that defensive stopper role again for us. And I mean, we've seen what he can do in the past with the Spurs, uh, you know, he's still in his prime. He's 27 years old. It's not like he's lost a step or anything like that. Uh, I think that he really could be that defensive stopper if he was, you know, forced to play in that role again with that offensive up uh, with that offensive upside when Dame has a bad night or, you know, if Malik Beasley isn't hitting his shot. You have a guy like DeJounte Murray who, you know, has that chance to make some shots for you and play elite defense. Yeah, I think a move for DeJounte Murray uh, would put us, you know, dead in that championship seat. Uh, ready to you know win win the championship this season. Um, I just I really love the fit here. Um, especially like you mentioned, when Dame comes out, you have another primary ball handler, a guy who is is comfortable with the ball in his hands, is comfortable running an offense, and then I think he also fits into our you know our starting five pretty well. Uh, he can shoot threes decently. He can attack off the dribble. And like you mentioned, he's got all the defensive tools. I mean, obviously, you know, when he's playing next to a guy like Trey Young, who's one of the worst defenders in the league, it's his defensive numbers aren't going to look nearly as good when he's, you know, shouldering the second uh, most offensive load and then also is their best perimeter defender uh, because DeAndre Hunter is not at all what people said he was going to be coming out of college. Just want to point put that out there. DeAndre Hunter, certified bust, but... Um, hey, that was another guy that they uh, that report said Bucks had their eye on was DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I would not. I do not want DeAndre Hunter. I think his contract is bad, and I, I personally think he's not that great. But Dejounte Murray is a guy that I would want. Um, Steve, my question to you is: Do you agree with me that he puts us over the hump? Ooh, I mean, I know I've been on record saying that this season is a wash. Um, I think that there is a lot of you know a lot of work to be done. Uh, this team as it stands right now is not winning a championship. I can confidently say that. However, <laughs> I want to redact that uh, we can't win the championship or this season is a wash. I do think that if they make a move that gives us that like elite ball stopper, just that that extra guy that we this team desperately needs at this point, someone like a DeJounte Murray. I know we didn't get to it, but Bruce Brown, um, Bruce Brown is someone who I think would also fit in seamlessly with this team. That might be a big enough move because you get rid of uh, you have to get rid of Bobby Portis and Pat Connington, who have not been playing great ball for us recently. Bobby's had up and down moments, but Pat, for the most part, just has not had a great season for us. And probably one of the young guys as well in that deal. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to give up picks, whatever the moving parts need to be. But you bring in a guy like DeJounte Murray, Bruce Brown, I mean. Bruce Brown won a championship with the Nuggets being that, you know, defensive stopper. Bruce Brown gave us problems against the Nets when we won our championship that year. Uh, he, he, I mean, he's just a lockdown defender and he doesn't need a lot of shots. I think that, you know, fits in perfectly with Dame, Giannis, Chris. However, yeah, getting a guy like DeJounte Murray, I mean, you get that offensive upside, Hirsch, with the potential to get back what you were getting uh, in San Antonio on defense. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't love Doc still. Like, I, I that. 
you know, I'm that's just where I am with the guy, but talent, you know, elite talent is elite talent. You have Giannis, uh, you have Dame, and I think Dame's best ball is yet to come. Like, we haven't even seen what Dame is fully capable of. I know he's going through a lot of stuff right now. Uh, you know, hopefully that, you know, gets dealt with. Hopefully, you know, he figures that out and, you know, starts locking in, playing some good basketball. But, yeah, I mean, Hirsch, a big move like that for a guy like DeJounte Murray, a guy like Bruce Brown, gives me some hope, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, certainly a move for DeJounte Murray is a John Horse swing for the fences. Uh, that would be, you know, clearly an all-in move. And I think at this point, the box are all-in. Uh, but there are some, some you know, other options out there, like Bruce, like you mentioned, Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, unfortunately for us, the the Bulls have decided they don't want to make any trades this, this year. So looks like Alex Caruso is off the table, which was, you know, obviously your number one target. You've been clamoring for him all year. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some other guys out there, obviously, okay. even if a DeJounte trade doesn't get done, because I know that obviously the Lakers are involved or uh, interested in DeJounte. Uh, the Knicks, I believe, are uh, interested in DeJounte. So there's obviously some other teams interested here uh, that might be able to give them a better package than we can. But, you know, that that was being said about Dame, too. And then, you know, John Horse kind of swooped in and just stole him. So maybe we have another one of those. Yeah, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, it just needs to be a guy who is a true game changer. Um, DeJounte Murray, Bruce, ba Bruce Brown, obviously Alex Cruz, so I know he's not on the table at this point, but just someone of that caliber, I think that could be like the big piece that we need. Obviously, we would need to look into the buyout market to probably find a backup big to replace Bobby if we were to go with, you know, go down that route. Which again, I think is fine because you only need those guys to play like 10 minutes a game in the playoffs, anyways. We have Brooke, we have Giannis. Jay Crowder can slide up to the four. Like we we have guys that can fit in that spot. So I'm okay with moving on from Bobby at this point. Uh, if it really means that we can get someone who is a true difference maker. And I think that potentially could get us back into that, you know, championship conversation. But as of right now, Hirsch, the way that this roster is, it, it's just not championship ready right now. There's just too many missing pieces, just too many parts that just don't fit together. Changes are definitely common, Steve. Uh, getting rid of Bobby. Well, you know, definitely going to hurt uh, as a Bucks fan seeing, seeing, you know, what he's become and how, you know, how big of a fan favorite he is. But, and I know you're a huge Pat Connaughton guy, but for the betterment of the team, it looks like both of them are on their way out. Um, but I think that'll be it for today's episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. Uh, make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Bucks and Six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. And let's go Bucks.